Welcome to The Parent Path, a place where all of us can journey together as we figure out what a good next step might be with our children. My name is Lauren Travers, and today I get to sit across from Gina Jung, one of our teachers at the Q Studio Lab Elementary Program. And we're gonna talk today about what are strategies that we can use to help our children really get done what needs to get done and help us feel like there's still time left over at the end of the day or maybe during it to get done what we have to get done. So let's begin our journey. We have so many different strategies and ideas about time that we reach for when we're working with children in the classroom. What are ones for you, Gina, that are the most important to remember or that you think of first when we talk about this? That small chunks of intense concentration are great, like at most 20 minutes, maybe even 15, and then giving them a break. Yeah, don't you find it's really useful to give them like you get more work done if you're doing three small periods than mm-hmm. placing the expectation that they'll do it for three hours. Yeah, or even a full hour. I think that's high, you know unrealistic for any child from the age of five to ten. Yeah, so one strategy is these small chunks of time. Doing intense, we're going to work for a certain period. For some kids, 20 minutes is even too long. Yeah. And you might want to start by building that muscle of their own attention without your help. So setting a timer for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're going to work on this for 10 minutes by yourself, and then we're going to sit down and talk so that you can build um, a way of them working independently and you working independently. Yeah. So that- Use of the timer is big for yeah. me too. Like putting time in action. Mm-hmm. Not making it up to you that you're holding time, but letting a third party, like a kitchen timer, mm-hmm. be the one who's saying how much longer it is. Yeah. So they're not constantly checking with you. Yeah. And let them set the timer. Yeah. Teach them how to set the timer and let them set it for themselves. I think that's also a great way to give them a sense of their own agency. Mm-hmm. Um, time in terms of the bigger time of the day so that you can set up expectations for the day too. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to work, do this part in the morning, we're going to have lunch, mm-hmm. then we're going to do this part, and using the energy of the day, right? Yeah. Not having huge expectations for the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, I even think ending school the school day at 11.30 rather than 2.30 is actually a great um, allotment of time. And I think that way when the, um, the, the, the children themselves and the adults aren't overwhelmed by, wow, I have to do school from like 9 o'clock all the way to 2.30. Ah! Right. <laughs> I can't possibly. I mean, we experience that in school. Mm-hmm. And at home, it is even more intensified because you don't have the energy of the kids around you. Right? So yeah. time becomes this sort of scary, uh, never-ending entity. Yes. Yeah. I know at my own home, especially for my 10-year-old, we just do schoolwork from like 9 to 11.30. And after that, it's lunch, relax, read. Right. Okay, so that's two, mm-hmm. right? So we mm-hmm. talked about chunking time, using timers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, three, actually. Doing the schedule of your day so that you're really creating the space for 
different events to happen Mm -hmm. that children can expect and you can expect. Um, And then doing it for yourself as well. What time do you need to get your work done? Not just saying I should be working from this time to this time, Mm -hmm. but where are the breaks in your day to give attention to your child? Right. So they're scheduled. Right. And when are you done? Yeah. with your work <laughs> yeah you know what time will you be done and and make it make it uh what's the word concrete so that you yourself are giving yourself grace mm-hmm. to say to yourself i'm done i'm not going to check any more me- emails i'm not going to respond to any more emails now it's just either relaxation time or family time or whatever else you have to do right i think one of the biggest challenges that i i absolutely have is um feeling like I should always be working on something else yeah. in the moment where I am. Yeah. So by doing this schedule, it does help me to be more present to yes. the moment I'm in with them or with making dinner or mm-hmm. with myself or with my significant other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially now because I feel like because we're all working from home, there is a sense that I have to prove my worth. Mm-hmm. I have to prove that I'm working at all times of the day. I have to prove my relevancy. Right. And so you, you do have that unstated or unconscious pressure that you've put on yourself mm-hmm. to be working 24-7. All the time. <laughs> now, what I talked to another parent, she and I were talking about, it, when you finally uh, put it together that there are some nights you have to work. Yeah. Then it, But it frees the internal, I should be working, so that if you're going to work from 9 until 12 that night, then that means you get that time to be with your kids. Mm -hmm. Having something different to look forward to at the end of the week really helps my mental well-being. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, and having different events that might be occurring during the week and trying to put them on the schedule. Exactly, yeah. And it can be Mm food-related. It Mm -hmm. could be um, Mm coffee-related. It could be walk-related. Yeah. Um, It could be going for a bike ride. Yeah. You know, any of that. Scheduling your week, mm-hmm. scheduling your day, mm-hmm. scheduling your hour, your five minutes, yeah. like really yes. bringing it down that way. Yeah. Um, and also remembering the time we're in. Yeah. That this is particular time and there's a lot that is happening in everyone's life, in your emotional life as well as the external world. Yeah. So... This links back to actually our discussion last time about expectations, right? Like not having this high expectation that work of all kinds mm-hmm. will be at the exact same level. Right, right. And I think it, we were talking about honoring everyone's pace. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, my daughter takes a really long time to get ready to do anything new whether it's to go outside, whether it's to take a shower, whether it's to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taken me about two months to understand that her timing, her pace is very different from mine. Right. Um, and just to honor the different kinds of time. Oh, and that goes with timing of the day 
of what activities are best done in certain times of the day mm. because of how long they may take an individual child to do. Right. For some children, a writing activity yeah. takes a really long time. And mm-hmm. for other kids, it's actually short. Mm-hmm. So getting to know the pace that your child has for different activities can help you schedule it into your day. Yeah. Um, just going along with that idea, I've, I've noticed that it does take some students a really long time to finish a writing assignment. Mm-hmm. But even maybe the expectation then is you don't have to finish it in one sitting. Yes. You can work on, you know, a paragraph today, 15 to 20 minutes, a paragraph tomorrow, 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so even thinking in those terms. Well, and I think that's really helpful because what all of this is, what time is a tool for, are structures, mm-hmm. right? Kids thrive on being able to have, a, so all of us do, a framework that mm-hmm. we're working within. Yeah. So for writing an essay, a form of an essay is helpful. It has five paragraphs I'm going to work on, an introduction, a conclusion, and three big ideas. Yeah. Having something that's not just a blank piece of paper, mm-hmm. but a structure to work in is helpful to all of us. Mm-hmm. In terms of the use of time, remember that you are not a slave of time. Yes. That is actually really (laughs) helpful to remember. Um, And to schedule in time for enjoyment. It doesn't all have to be this time for work, Mm -hmm. but it could be a way for grace to enter into your relationships. Yeah, I mean, you can even schedule a time for tea, midday break, midday, you know, gather together for a cup of tea or a cup of ice or lemonade or whatever. Um. And there's a reason milk and cookies at three o'clock were useful in, you know, in all the stories that we talk about, where tea in the afternoons were brought in so that you had a moment of reflection and connection mm-hmm. before you moved on to the next part of your day. Yeah. So I guess what main thing for me is as I'm as time starts to change right now because mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel this there's more to do mm-hmm. or, you know um, and school is starting to come into its last month mm-hmm. and what am I doing for the summer mm-hmm. all these things start to rev up mm-hmm. how do I actually uh, give myself moments of pause not just feel like I'm going on fast forward exactly um, yeah. I like that to remind yourself. I I feel like schedules are a good thing for me because they remind me to take breaks. They remind me um, that it's not all about production Mm -hmm. and being productive and being busy, but it is taking those moments and um, taking the pause. Yeah. Yeah. There's that wonderful story about the woodcutter. There was a, that was in a book I read once about two woodcutters are out cutting trees down and um, one hears the other not cutting anymore mm-hmm. right and saying yeah. how is he possibly going to cut and he ends up cutting more trees than anyone else in uh-huh. the woods right uh-huh. and the other woodsman goes to him and says what did you do you weren't cutting the whole day yeah. but you cut yeah. all of it and he said I took those moments to sharpen my saw yeah you know, yeah. I think that's so important for us to remember. Yeah. We need to sharpen our saws. Yeah.